you're listening to the Creative Pep Talk Podcast. Creative Pep Talk helps you build a thriving creative career. I'm your host, Andy J. Pizza. You can stay up to date with my Creative Pep Talk Podcast and my creative work by following me on Instagram at Andy J. Pizza. Let's dive into today's episode. I really needed to rehaul my website. I was talking to some web people, looking around, and I got intrigued by Squarespace's new fluid engine, partially because it just sounds cool, but also because it allows you to drag and resize and layer up anything you can imagine. I dove in, rebuilt my site. It's the most me site that I've ever had. I just absolutely love it. Launched it. Got such a great response. Some industry illustration and designy peers even reached out and was like, hey, who coded this thing, man? I'm like, y'all, I did it by myself. No coding with Squarespace's new Fluid Engine. I told him, like, you should go check it out. You're going to be surprised with what you can do. And I built this thing before Squarespace reached out to sponsor the show. So I was like, boom, easy peasy. I was going to tell you about this new site. Anyway, go check it out, AndyJPizza.com, if you want to see what I did with it. If you want to try it yourself, make a site that's totally you where you can build a portfolio, sell content and courses and all kinds of other stuff, head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with promo code PEPTALK, all one word, all uppercase. This episode is supported by In The Making, an original podcast brought to you by Adobe Express, the all-in-one content creation app included in your Creative Cloud membership. If you are trying to boost the YouTube, TikTok, Reels content side of what you're doing, one episode of In The Making that I think will be super useful to you is their episode with John Yushai. I think John's method for including his audience in the process is really inspiring. And if you want to hear about that and more about leveling up your game in the creator economy, just search In The Making in your podcast player to listen. Many thanks to In The Making and Adobe Express for their support. Right, this, I don't know why when I was doing that pre-roll, I kind of got into, I sounded like, uh, when I was reading that, when it was a sponsorship, I sounded a little bit like the person that takes you on the, uh, the safari in Disney World. I got weird, like, safari vibe guy. Uh, anyway, this is part of our marketing series. Our marketing series got kicked off on episode 150. I just thought I'd let you know, uh that, you know, originally I'd planned for this content to be like a kind of Skillshare or uh, a kind of online video class. And I just decided to do it for free on the podcast for you guys. I already get a lot from the podcast. You guys have supported me like crazy. And uh, this is just my way of giving back and, and being sweet on you guys. So I hope you guys love it. This episode is about uh, my favorite type of marketing and what I think works better than anything else. It's, a, it's the thing that uh, was the game changer in my career over the past eight years. So I hope that it blesses your creative career in all sorts of ways. All right, let's jump in. 
quick little note at the end of this episode there's some bonus content uh, it's a collaboration I'm doing with Anchor. It's called Ask Dr. Pizza. It's got a sweet theme song by my buddy Ben Worley. And uh, you can go download the Anchor app, go to Andy J Pizza, leave me a little call in voicemail and ask a question. And I will answer it and put it at the end of an episode uh, if your question is chosen. So go check that out. So stay tuned after the uh all the thank yous to hear that new little segment we'll try something new so i work with a lot of creative people and have for the past couple years and you know i'm out there following these people and and watching people's careers progress go into the conferences meeting people and all that jazz and often i'll tell you what i feel like i feel like uh it you know, people's marketing and how they're approaching all of that online with social media and all that feels a little bit like watching someone play operation with giant barbecue grill tongs rather than tweezers. Like uh, just these big clunky uh, things. And, and, and the fact of the matter is that... Uh, it sounds funny, but the truth is they're operating on a live person. There's a person's livelihood at stake here. Like uh, it's themselves. It's their own creative careers. And, it, and I just feel like your livelihood and your success is too important to be marketing with giant barbecue tongs. Do you follow that weird, <laughs> squirrely logic? Uh, it, it, it's just too important to get your marketing right these days. And uh, this episode is about trading in those big, clunky barbecue tongs for some nice little precise tweezers so you can make this marketing operation uh, streamlined. And uh, if you didn't like that, <laughs> if you didn't like that metaphor, know that I had like eight other options that were way more gruesome and weird, uh, and and that was the the most friendly one that I had. Uh, but the truth is, I see so many creative people out there. I, I feel like we're in this time where marketing has evolved for the better. I think there's a lot of really great updates in marketing um, that are actually more human, better for the world, more positive. Uh, and yet, when something evolves, it often uh, grows in nuance, grows in complexity. And I feel like there's just this general apathy towards marketing. I feel like uh, so many creative people I talk to, their, their best kind of view on marketing is, who knows? It's a lottery make stuff, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't work out. And yet in my own life, I've learned some tips and tricks and uh, some real marketing stuff that has allowed me to be a lot more precise with my marketing efforts. You know, uh, eight years ago when I was first starting out, and I would try to market my work with personal projects or try to gain some traction that way, it was really like throwing spaghetti against the wall and just seeing what sticks. Very like uh, just 
the pray and spray kind of thing. Just like put as much crazy effort into this thing and just hope something turns into something. But often it would work out a little bit. Something would come from it. I'd win, you know, a few bucks on the scratch off uh, lottery ticket, but, but ultimately it didn't end up getting me where I wanted to go. And so in today's episode, I want to talk about marketing that is precise, that's powerful, and that will take you to the places that you actually want to go on purpose. I want to talk about what it looks like to have marketing that's more like earning a paycheck and less like buying lottery tickets. And that's what today's episode is all about. And uh, how do you do that? How do you do that in 2017? Or... You know, I, and I think this is kind of applied for the past five years, probably last for another five years at least. Uh, there, but the, the, the principles in this episode are at the core of good marketing and will be able to probably be evergreen for a long, long, long time. And this is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, it's a secret, all right? Here's the thing. I'm going to say a word. But basically, I want you to picture it like this. You're in a dark alley, and uh, I really shouldn't be doing this. And I've got like, uh, uh, you know, a dark trench coat on, hiding part of my face. And I'm like talking to you, and I'm like, look, I shouldn't be saying this. I shouldn't be telling you this info. I could get into a lot of trouble for telling you this info. Basically, I feel like this episode of the podcast, I'm putting my reputation out there on the line. I know there's a lot of people out there that think Andy J. Pizza is a real cool cat, a real cool guy, hip on all the cool stuff that's going on in culture. I know you are under this impression, right? Uh, <laughs> definitely not a guy who just listened to a lot of old school R&B and watch cartoons uh, and, and, <laughs> and kids movies, nine to five, like My Little Pony. Definitely not excited for the My Little Pony movie. Uh, definitely didn't get my heart broken watching the Lego Ninjago movie and it didn't quite live up to what I wanted it to be. That definitely didn't happen. I'm way cooler than that. I know you know that, right? Uh... So I'm putting my reputation on the line here because you see, here's what we're going to talk about. Don't tell anybody I told you this. It's called content marketing. And I've talked about it a little bit on the podcast, but this is in the spirit of the last series we did, the deep dive series. This is the marketing series. I'm going to deep dive into content marketing, what I think it is, how I think it works, how to get the most out of your content marketing. And guess what? You can go out there into the world and pretend like you're just doing personal projects. You can pretend like now when you're out there making your creative work, being cool on the scene, making sure nobody knows you like My Little Pony uh, <laughs> when you're doing it out there and putting your best face out there, you don't have to tell people it's your content marketing. You can pretend like you never even heard this episode. Yeah, I missed the content marketing episode of Create Pep Talk. Never heard of it. I'm just doing a super cool personal project. It's just my passion project. Whatever you got to call it to sleep at night. But I'm willing to put myself out there on the line and we're going to go deep on what content marketing is all about and how it's super powerful. Uh, and here's the, here's the way that I got into, this is how I got this is my gateway drug into content marketing, how I got hooked and uh, how it changed, literally changed my career, jokes aside. Uh, early on, this is probably like 2010, 2011, 
I worked with a company that did branded content, that did content marketing for big brands. Uh, you know, like all. Yeah, I can't even say because I don't. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to out this company for all kinds of reasons. We won't go into. Suffice it to say, it's their beef, not mine. But that uh, they had a lot of beef. However, they knew a lot about content marketing. And I learned so much. And I started doing all this illustration back in 2011 uh, for this company, uh, doing this illustrated brand content for Facebook and social media. And we we're doing infographics and just all kinds of this like snackable bite-sized content. And I realized while I was doing this work, I started reading the, all the company's literature out there about what they do, uh, what content marketing is. And then I bought a content marketing book and I just started diving deep into this world and tried to understand it. And the reason was because I realized that this is what all of the creative people were doing. This is the most, the people that were the most successful marketing themselves as creatives were doing content marketing really, really well, but they were calling it side projects. And this side project idea, uh, I saw a lot of people try it and not really have success. And all of this literature on content marketing was explaining why it either worked or didn't work. And that's why I'm willing to put my cool rep on the line and talk dirty content marketing lingo because it works and I care about your career and I care about your creativity and I don't want you out there with the barbecue tongs. I want you to have precision in your efforts so that you can crush it in your creative marketing. And so uh, this episode is everything I learned to go from spaghetti on the wall uh, just th thrown out there to precise action with marketing that gets results that I'm looking for. That's what today's episode is all about. All right, so we talked a little bit about why content marketing, why this episode. Uh, I want to talk about who this episode is for and then what content marketing is in its basic nature and then talk about how to do it well. So, who's this episode for? This episode f is for newbies and the seasoned veterans, and they serve different purposes. So, if you're a new person and you want to break into the industry in a big way, and you've tried a bunch of random jazz to get some headway and nothing's really worked out, this process is a way of making a, making a dedicated, concerted, precise effort in one direction for a particular breakthrough and really get some traction with your efforts so that your efforts really pay off. And uh, if you're looking to break through for the first time, this is a great process to do that. If you are a seasoned veteran and you have either two situations on your hands, uh, either um, you're in a situation where you you're sick of work that's inconsistent, you're sick of the feast and famine, you're sick of not feeling like you have any control to make waves in your career and it's just, you know, one year is fantastic, the next year you made even more than the year before and the next year you've gotten hardly anything and you're, you know, not paying your bills and not paying your taxes and all that jazz. Uh, it's for you, it's for you to take control instead of just, you know, I think the early days of careers, often you have some of that beginner's luck and things just kind of work out. But at some point for a lot of people, that's not enough. 
and they have to take the reins instead of just going with wherever the wind may take them they have to figure out a way to set sail in the direction that they want to go. So it's for those people. And then it's also for the seasoned veteran uh, who is kind of tired of where they're at, tired of the work they're doing, and they want to make a concerted effort to pivot in a new direction, in a, in a considered way, in a way that is uh, uh, disciplined, dedicated, where, you, where you're really um, making a significant statement about what you want to do next in your work. Content marketing, a big content marketing campaign is a great way to do that. Here's who the episode isn't for, and uh, generally the podcast isn't for you, Uh, and it's anybody who is balling out of control. They don't even know what to do with all the money that they've got. They've hit the creative lottery on such a high level that they think, don't be silly. I don't even need marketing. All you got to do is be amazing. Uh, If that's you, you don't have to listen to this podcast and just constantly critique all of us lowly uh, commercial artists that got to hustle and do crazy things and make uh, marketing efforts and all that. You can go listen to... This American Life, um, and just have a good time while you sit on your piles of cash. Um, <laughs> so, all right, that's who it's for. Now let's talk about what it is. What is content marketing? If you don't know, you've heard, if you've listened to the podcast for a long time, you've probably heard me talk about it a little bit. Um, I want to just explain what it is quickly before we talk about how to do it. And basically, content marketing, in my opinion, is an evolution in marketing for the better, towards a more human solution, uh, a more loving solution to market and sell your products, your, your, your work, or whatever you have. I think it's a, uh, it's a positive evolution in the marketing world. And, it, and I think it's kind of going from marketing being like a catcalling kind of situation where it's like, hey, you want some of this business? Hey, you want some of that kind of That was was weirder than I meant it to be. But uh, some kind of, you know, a guy working at the carnival saying, step right up, get some of this stuff, this stuff. It's still sounding weird now. I can't get out of it. Um, But I think marketing used to be like that. You know, these billboards and these commercials and stopping whatever you're trying to do in your day to steal your time, to steal your money. That's what I think marketing used to be. And I think people got sick of it and they're like, look, we're going to figure out how to fast forward those commercials. We're going to put blinders on so that we don't even see your banner ads. We don't even see your billboards. We're not going to even notice them. They're going to be white noise because we're sick of being sold. We're sick of people stealing our time and our uh, and our money. One of the things that just drives me out of my mind is when I'm just going into a shop, I'm looking for a particular thing, or I'm uh, I'm I'm just browsing for whatever whatever reason, and you just have that. Uh, persistent person who's working on commission that keeps coming up to you and you're like, you sure you don't need any help? I'm right here. If you need anything, you, you want to look at our most expensive products? They're right over here. They're amazing. Uh, like that drives me freaking bonkers. I can't stand that kind of uh, energy. And I feel like marketing used to exist in that space exclusively. And luckily for humans, uh, marketing has evolved from uh, from that situation to being more like the chicken teriyaki guy at the mall. 
And this is a big step forward. I love the chicken teriyaki guy at the mall. Always have since I was a kid. Been a big supporter of it uh, since then. Loved walking through the food court. Here's a little taste of chicken teriyaki. We got into chicken teriyaki because of that guy. And basically, content marketing is giving you a taste of the good stuff, giving a taste of what our work is all about for free. Giving you a generous, dedicated, relevant taste of what it is we do so that we can prove to you that we can do it well, so we can prove to you that it tastes amazing, and so that you'll come then purchase more because you got a flavor for it. That's what content marketing is. Uh, it's the chicken teriyaki in the mall. <laughs> and if you want like a more real version of what I'm trying to say is it's, it's basically whatever it is you do. It doesn't matter if you're a lawn mowing service. It doesn't matter if you're an illustrator. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're a songwriter. Content marketing is giving away your work, working for exposure, which is something I recommend you do but only for yourself, for your own marketing purposes. Don't go do free work for exposure because really you're working for the exposure of that brand, not yourself. But do work for exposure. Give away a little bit of what you've got for free so that you can gain trust and so that you can make stuff that's worthy of sharing out there in the online universe. so that other people can see it. And uh, online, this might look like, uh, let's say a business that, let's say you're a personal trainer and you know a lot of tips and tricks about getting the most out of your workouts. It might be a series of YouTube videos that show some of these tips and tricks and then a place to sign up for either your one-on-one sessions or for, uh, for your, your course. Maybe you are a, you know, there's a place down the road in the real world that does content marketing. It's a, uh, a plant nursery where they sell plants and what they'll do is they'll do free workshops that, that teach you how to cut back your plants in, in the fall properly. And while you're there, you're probably gonna pick up a few plants. Are you going to pick up the shears that they're selling? But it's essentially giving you something that says, you can trust me in this arena and we will go the extra mile and we will, we will be generous with our time and you're a business, we're a business that you can trust. And uh, it doesn't matter. I feel like for whatever reason, when I first engaged with content marketing, it was there was this giant chasm between me and the creative person and then content marketing. I feel like that still exists. And that's part of the reason I created the podcast was to bridge that gap. Because I feel like a lot of creative people could go interact with content marketing, understand it, but have a hard time understanding how it applies to creative people. How it applies to your illustration career, your design career, your music career, your writing career. But it does. It completely applies. And there's ways to apply those same principles to your creative career. And so that's what it is. You can think about it last way. I'll explain it. Uh, I've said this one before. It's like a McDonald's commercial, which is like old school marketing versus an Old Spice commercial. One's content, one's stealing your time. McDonald's is, hey, 
we got a billion chicken nuggets for $5. And that's them taking your time to sell you something to take your money. Versus Old Spice commercial is, hey, random, silly, crazy stuff that might make you laugh. That laughter is free value that we're giving you free comedy just for an exchange of a little bit of headspace for our brand name and, and following us on Facebook or whatever. And, and maybe even it's so much free value that you're, uh, you know, you ever go, like you ever go to Home Depot and they're giving away free hot dogs when you walk out the door and you call your brother and you're like, dude, free hot dogs at Home Depot, go check it out. That's the idea of content marketing is like you see Old Spice is giving away free laughs on their Facebook page. So you share it with all your friends and you're like, check this out, free hot dogs at Home Depot. I don't know why I can't just speak in normal terms. I have to mix like eight metaphors into one. But for some reason, I feel like I'm getting my message across more clearly that way. Maybe I am, maybe I'm not. But basically, we're going to be giving away free value online relevant to what it is you do in your business for, the, for people to share it and for people to trust that you can do it. And that's content marketing. Alrighty, so I'm gonna talk, we've talked about why, we've talked about who, we've talked about what, now let's talk about how to actually do it. I'm gonna tell you what I think the three ingredients for good creative uh, content marketing, the, the, the three ingredients that make a great recipe for creative career content marketing, the CCCM, uh, Triple CM, that's creative career content marketing, and, uh, and I'm going to tell you the three ingredients, the recipe for that. Then I'm going to tell you a specific tactical example of how this plays out in an actual creative career, uh, like exactly what I would do in a particular situation in this world. So we can just kind of illustrate, uh, what this, what these principles look like in action. All right. Are you ready for this? Here it is. Uh, the, there's three things that I think you need for your passion project, your side project. Remember, we're going to call it that on, on the down low. It's really just your content marketing. When you're going on, go back to episode 150, which is the episode before this. I talk about the, uh, the process of marketing in kind of a bigger uh, way where you talk about figuring out which platform you should be focusing your marketing efforts. If you're an illustrator, it might be Instagram. Uh, if you're a product designer, it might be Pinterest. If you're whatever it is, you got to pick which place you're going to market yourself online. And I suggest, you know, first and foremost, marketing, focusing on online marketing. I think it's, uh, it's where you need to get things working and get things right. I think it's um, where the, where the action is, this just in from Andy J pizza, the internet might be a thing. Uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say there. Uh, but, but I think you need to sort this out. That's all I'm trying to say is that I think a lot of people go, you know, do the pray and spray, just kind of random hope that it works out online kind of thing. When I think that you really need a content marketing plan. 
And there's so many creative people out there that don't have any real plan, any real concerted effort of how they're going to do things online, but they want a business. If you if you don't care if you have a business, you don't care if this is just a hobby, I don't care what you do. Just have a good time. But if you want to have a consistent business where you're thriving as a citizen of the world, making your creative work, I think you should have a plan for your marketing online. And so figure out which platform you're going to focus on and develop a project of work that you're going to create as content marketing for your customers, work that you're going to create specifically for that platform for the purpose of gaining trust in an area. Trust meaning I can do logos really well, or I can do editorial illustration really well, or I could do books for kids really well. Trust around a market of expertise, something that you want to do for a living. You need trust before people will pay you for it. And then also free value all on its own, not just advertising saying, look, I can do this thing, but this giving really delivering value, either making someone learn something or feel something or bond or connect with you so that people will say there's free hot dogs at Home Depot. (laughs) Uh, This idea that people will want to share what you're doing because you're generously giving away value on this platform. And so other people will share it with their friends and it will help you gain exposure for your work. And so these are the three things that you need in this passion project. First thing you need is it needs to be generous. It needs to have real value. Go back to episode 140. We talk, we're going to talk a little bit about this in a minute, but it goes deep into the different types of value, the different things that uh, drive humans to buy things, to engage with stuff, different levels of um, uh, what it looks like to deliver real value. And it needs to be value, not just for you. One of the things that I see a lot of creative people do, you know, I would work with, when I was working with uh, kids at, uh, kids, 20-year-old people, 22-year-old people at uh, the art school that I taught at a little bit, uh, I would get these, you know, people that want to do character designs and they'd be like, I'm doing character designs for my unmade movie that I invented in high school. And I'm like, that's not value for other people. People only buy the character design book uh, of a movie that already exists because the movie is where the value is. And if you want to be a super fan, super geek on that movie, you buy the art of, you know, Disney's Pixar Monsters Inc., right? That's why you buy it because you love the movie so much because it made you feel something. But just characters on their own, there's not a lot of value in that without a story, without something that moves you. Unless you're a crazy character design freak. But you got to think about it from the perspective of the audience and actually give away something that's relevant to them, not just to you. Not just something that you want to do because it's fun for you and you have a good time doing it. It's beneficial to you. It's got to have something clear value proposition for them. And we're going to talk about what that looks like in a minute with a specific example. Uh, It's got to be, second thing it's got to be is relevant. It's got to be relevant to the work that you want to get. Early on, before I really kind of knew about content marketing and and how to be precise, and I was using the barbecue tongs when I was out there uh, doing my work, like I was building up trust in areas 
that I didn't actually want to build up trust in. For example, when I did my Nod project, which was a daily character design, Nod is a great example in some ways of a spaghetti against the wall, barbecue tongs, content marketing campaign. It was one of my early ones before I really understood any of this. And it was great because it was really more about developing my voice than it was marketing. Uh, but in terms of a, a content marketing campaign, there was definitely some major problems. One of them was that it wasn't relevant to the work that I wanted to be getting. Because if you do 260 characters uh, out there into the world, people are going to think that you're a character designer. And I started getting a few character design opportunities and I just got smoked. I got leveled by real character designers that really do that for a living. Because it's not really what I do. Character designers get all sketchy, concept arty on there, like lots of circles behind legs and all anatomy stuff. That's just not my jam. That's not where my value lies. And uh, yet, I made a project that wasn't relevant to where I really wanted to go. And so it needs to speak to the people that hire you for the thing that you want to do. It has to prove that it's, uh, that it's trustworthy for the work that you actually want to be doing. And the third thing it's got to be is dedicated. You can't just show up one random afternoon with your ice cream, uh, <laughs> your ice cream truck to uh, the park one random afternoon. You don't know if it's going to be busy. You don't know uh, whether people show up there at that time. Nobody knows to expect you there at that time. You just show up and be like, anybody want some ice cream? Huh, only sold four ice cream bars. <laughs> ice cream bars. Uh, made like 20 bucks. Uh, and guess I'm going to give up. That's what a lot of creative people do. Like, do you think I should be a, a kids book illustrator? I'm going to put uh, one piece of branded content around kids books. I'm going to tell a miniature story. Miniature kids book story on my Instagram one time. And if, unless I get a publisher coming through with a giant advance contract deal for, for kids' books, it must have not been the right direction. And I'm going to try something next. I'm actually a logo designer. And I tried one logo. Like, no, it doesn't work like that. That's like just buying a random lottery ticket. You've got to show up consistently day after day after day. It doesn't have to be a daily project. I just mean you have to show up in a consistent way. Make a real effort. Make, a real, uh, make real progress down one particular path for a considered amount of time so you can build that trust in that direction so people can expect it. Mostly just so people can uh, get it on their radars. You wouldn't believe, you know, we did uh, uh, this Leaky Timbers video. My friend Joey Ellis and I and, uh, and Luke Flowers and Seth Worley got together and we, we, we made this little pilot episode of his puppet show, Joey Ellis's puppet show, Leaky Timbers. And uh, he's been working on Leaky Timbers, doing books and doing videos and doing all kinds of stuff for like years and years. And he would have, we would put this content out about Leaky Timbers and he would have followers that were like, what's this thing? And it, it was followers that had been following him for years. And he's like, how do you not know what this is? I've done so much around this. But if you don't make a dedicated effort, you're just not going to be in there long enough for people to really have it on radar. Oh, you do logos? I didn't even know. You're like, dude, I've done 800 logos in this project. How do you not know? 
Well, just even in your neurological, uh, in, in neurology, it says that they need to see something seven times before they ever actually really see it. And so you've got to make a dedicated effort and see it as a campaign to really have a breakthrough. And that's kind of how it's done. Next, let's talk about like a specific example. All right, let's put all these recipes in a bowl and make something tasty. Uh, make some real tasty chicken teriyaki here. There's a lot of weird food stuff. Hot dogs on the podcast, teriyaki on the podcast, barbecue tongs. Uh, we're making making some tasty creative dishes for some reason. Uh, and, and here's what it looks like, okay? Here's how I see a lot of people do content marketing. Uh, and I think it's through the lens of like a passion project and it lacks that kind of precision and those extra layers that really help the project transcend into something valuable. Uh, and I think what happens is they use two out of the three ingredients. And what ends up happening is if you're generous and you're relevant, but you're not dedicated, it's like just buying a random lottery ticket and expecting it to pay off um, because you're not showing up on a regular basis to earn that paycheck. And so you're generous and you're relevant. It's kind of like the dad, the absent dad, he makes a really generous, he gives a really generous gift that's really relevant to the 16-year-old. He buys that 16-year-old a car, but the 16-year-old's never seen him. He's not dedicated. And so the teenager lights the car on fire because he's like, that's what I think of you, dad. So you don't want to be that kind of creative dad. Uh, and if, if you're generous and you're dedicated, but it's not relevant, like if you're generous, you're showing up, giving away this free creative value, this stuff on your feed that is, that people are really super enjoying, you're dedicated, you're doing it every single day, but it's not relevant to anything that actually turns into jobs that you would like to do. You're just basically performing, um, a charitable act. It's not something you can build a business around. You're a nonprofit. You're just giving away random stuff. If it doesn't actually turn into something that is relevant to the people that could hire you, then you're just wasting your time in terms of business. And you're just, you're just a uh, public service with, uh, with no nonprofit license. And uh, it's it just not going to turn out into anything um, financially rewarding. And if you're relevant and you're dedicated, but you're not generous, let's say it's relevant to the work you want to do. You show up every day, but there's no value in it for the audience. You're spam. You're just showing up every day and saying, Hey, I make logos. Hey, I make logos. Hey, I make logos. And people are like, okay, we get it. You make logos. Why should we care? Why are we following this project? Why do, what do we get from it on a regular basis? So it's just become spam. And so the way that I end up seeing some of this is like, uh, a, let's say it's a logo design project and let's say it's, uh, it's one of these relevant, dedicated logo design projects and it's relevant because it's logo design. That's what you want to be doing. So you're making logos as the project. It's dedicated. You're doing one a week. Uh, for the end of time and it's even relevant you added another layer of relevancy because you want to do logos uh, for coffee brands because you're coffee fanatic you're one of those weird crazy coffee persons uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I make coffee work too because I, I'm one of those kooky coffee drinkers can you believe it um, <laughs> and uh, 
say you've got it. You're making these coffee logos every single week. You're relevant and dedicated, but there's no extra layer of generosity. And it, unless you're just crazy about logos, you're just nuts about any type of uh, visual expression of a coffee bean or a coffee cup, there's not a lot of value in following that project for an audience. So it's not really, it's still just a passion project. It's still kind of in the area of spam. It's not really elevated all the way into uh, free teriyaki bites, content marketing. And so how, how I would take that particular project and elevate it is I would add some generosity by baking in some layers of value. Again, episode 140, we talk about these layers of value, the different things that drive humans, and it's learning, feeling, bonding, collecting, and defending. And so you could add a layer of generous value to this coffee logo project on any of these layers. Let's take, you could teach them something. So it has value that they could learn something by doing a logo that gives an example of a particular moment in coffee history. So you're actually teaching them something. Maybe when first coffee was first discovered and you do a logo about that and in the caption on Instagram, you, you tell the story of when coffee was first discovered. Maybe there's a logo where coffee was outlawed in a particular region and you do a logo that, that that's the, uh, you know, what the government, like the propaganda that the government put out against coffee, that logo, and then below you tell the story about that. That's a way that you could teach them something. Teaching somebody something uh, somebody something is a form of value. Another form of value is feeling something. What's a feeling? Laughing, crying. Maybe you could make stuff about coffee humor that makes coffee enthusiasts laugh. So you make logos that have a little joke in them. You could do, you could bond with somebody. So you could observe things in your own life about being a crazy coffee fanatic and point out things that other coffee fanatics understand and experience but haven't ever noticed and they start feeling a bond between you and them. That's a form of value. Another form of value, collectors. Humans just like to collect stuff. It's like a human nature thing. You could create a set of 12 pins of these logos. Collect, you gotta collect them all. Another layer, defend. Humans are wired to defend things that we believe in. You could do a series of coffee logos that defend uh, fair trade. And you could tell uh, each one, each logo could, could, could tell a story of fair trade, the journey of fair trade and coffee, ethical coffee sourcing, what it looks like and educate them around that. Another way of baking in extra layers of generosity. Uh, and, and that's how you kind of take it from the barbecue tongs to the tweezers. I'm a fan of the On Being podcast. I don't listen to every episode, but I tune in from time to time with Krista Tippett, which I like saying her last name. Uh, and there was an episode with this Irish poet named John, John O'Donohue. And he said that one of the loneliest things you can find is somebody who is in the wrong work. And uh, I create this podcast 
because of that sentiment because it just uh, I get so upset and bent out of shape when I run into somebody who is creatively brilliant and yet they're not living their full potential and they're wasted in some other area of work that they're not really cut out for. They're like this amazing hammer that's trying to screw in screws. And it, it just breaks my heart. I hate it because I think it messes with your self-esteem. It, it bleeds out into all of your areas of life. So you don't realize how valuable and amazing you are when you're in the wrong type of work. You kind of have low self-esteem because, you know, if you're surrounded by people that are doing the right types of work, you know, you're, you're a hammer amongst a bunch of screwdrivers trying to screw in these screws, you're going to feel like a real loser. You're going to feel worthless. You know, uh, <clears throat> a, I, a few years ago, I told this story on the podcast. It's one of my favorite stories. We tell it around uh, the dinner table every once in a while. And it was years ago. This was like when I first graduated college and money was super tight. And uh, we had this tree in the backyard that had, <laughs> had uh, I think it had termites and... We ended up having to get that treated and all kinds of stuff, but I needed to take this tree down. And it was kind of a small-ish tree, and it was completely dead. And uh, instead, I didn't want to go buy an axe because I just didn't want to spend money. I was always trying to find a way not to spend money. And so what I decided I would do is I, w- <laughs> I didn't even have a rope. <laughs> what I decided to do was lasso it with an extension cable. Uh, and pull the tree down with my mighty arms. And so my my wife and my daughter were in the backyard, <clears throat> and I lassoed it. I got a good, I got it around one of the limbs, got a good hold on it, and I and I looked back at him, and I said, like a serious father, look out, I'm about to pull this tree down, so just stand back, people. And so I just grab onto the le- the electric cord, whatever you call them, I don't know, extension cable, and I get ready and I'm going to put all of my weight into it. I start pulling and then I'm pulling all the way with all of my weight, leaning back completely. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, all right, stand back. Boom. And that sound of the boom was not, unfortunately, the sound of a tree falling but of me pulling that one branch off and falling straight onto my back. And so eventually I went out, you know, shelled out the 20 bucks for an axe, go into the backyard, take three swings, boom, 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 trees down. And uh, that's why I care about marketing because you're an axe. And people got to know that you're an axe and know what you can do and be the type of person that can go out there and cut down trees like you were meant to. And I want you to be able to do the type of marketing that helps people know that they can trust you in this work for people to even know that this work exists. I talked about my mom a lot on this podcast. She's one of my uh, core motivations for doing this podcast because I know there are a lot of people out there in the world like my mom 
that are creatively brilliant, but they're like an extension cable trying to take down a tree. And, uh, you know, when I was in like second grade, I remember I went over to my mom's house and she showed me this, uh, all the sketches. She had like, I don't know, 20 sketches of this ABC kids book that was all these rhyming uh, uh, ABC characters. And I was just like, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And she had, um, she told me that, I don't know, she talked to a publisher or something. And I don't know exactly what she said, but I came away with the impression that this book was going to come out in like a month. And I went into second grade and uh, before we read the book that day, before my teacher read that book, I rose my hand and I said, pretty soon we're going to be able to read my mom's book. And I really, all the kids were impressed and excited and I felt so excited and proud. But that book never came out. And then as I grew up, uh, I saw that she had had these entrepreneurial creative ideas uh, where she had branded these whole companies that they were she was going to start that never got started, even though they had business cards and all this um, ephemera around the brand. And uh, I'll spare you the details, but that unlived life didn't stay in her career. It impacted every area of her life, including her relationship to me and her relationship to other people. And this is the reason why I care about marketing and why I care about you, you getting precision in a concerted effort and making real progress in your career because I don't want you to have the unlived life of an axe that never gets to cut down trees. And lately, you know, I I think that we're all under this impression that there's going to be this time in your career where everything is going so right that you really don't have any problems. I don't think that ever exists. I am miles, light years ahead of where I was uh, five years ago, 10 years ago. But I, every career, every business always has problems. Every business, there's no real exact playbook for your business. You're gonna have issues, you're gonna have hardships, you're gonna have struggles. And I still have those. There's still things in our career that I bash my head against the wall, trying to figure out different elements of it, trying to get everything to work. Um, there's always you know, a disaster or a thing that goes wrong and you have to figure that next thing out. There's always issues. But, there are so many times in my life at this stage where I feel so cut out, no pun intended with the ax thing, for the work that I'm doing. That feeling is so amazing that I'm desperate to help other people experience the same thing. And for me, one of the ultimate game changers <laughs> was content marketing. And I hope that you take it seriously. 
and I hope you bake yourself uh, a, a, a sweet project with this recipe and I hope it is a massive breakthrough for you. Right, y'all hope this bring uh, tons of pep to your step tons of action in your creative career you know I uh, hope you really enjoy it I was gonna make uh, this marketing series into a product into an online class that was for purchase and decided to just give it away to the podcast listeners because you guys are awesome you've already given me so much a lot of you back this podcast on patreon and make it happen already and I just wanted to div- I just wanted to give away as much uh, free value as I could so so I hope that you I hope you get a ton from it. Uh, thanks for listening, dudes. Thank and dudettes. I don't want to be <laughs> exclude dudes. I think is supposed to be gender neutral anyway. At this point in time, thanks for listening, people. And uh, thanks to Yoni Wolf and the band Y for the theme music. Thanks to Nate Utesh and the band Metavari for all the other tunes. You can find out more about Metavari at SoundCloud.com/slash. Metavari, M-E-T-A-V-A-R-I as Metavari. Really good work tunes. It's like mostly instrumental stuff. Uh, go, go check that out. Thanks to Alex Sugg for editing this podcast beautifully. And uh, thanks to all you guys. Till next time, do whatever it takes to stay pepped up. The audio you're about to hear was recorded in Anchor. Learn more at anchor.fm. Yo, Andy, it's Eric Fda. I got a question for you. I was wondering if you had any tips for digging back into your past, trying to find some truths that make you unique that you can bring into your side projects and eventually help you build a career based on being yourself. That's the goal, right? So any tips would help. How do you know when you've struck gold? How do you know when you found something to refine and work into a side project? Thanks so much, man. All right, FDOT. Eric, good to hear from you, my man. You're asking, is there a way to look into your past and mine some unique things about you that you could embed into your creative work that help you stand out? I think this is something that lots of creatives don't do. I think one of the things that they do is they focus so much on fitting into their market, you know, using the techniques, you know, following the trends, doing the things that uh, help them fit in and, you know, be up to snuff within their little creative market, but they forget to actually add their own flavor. So they're fitting in, but they never stand out. And so they never go into that next uh, echelon of uh, that next tier, that breakout point. And uh, the, the creatives that really do break out Find ways of taking what's truly unique to them and embedding it into the creative work. And that unique stuff is taking, you know, maybe the logos or the lettering or the illustration or the songwriting style in that genre, but but exploring content and topics that other people in that genre aren't. And so uh, it, it's. I think you just got to think about 
your friends that don't know, maybe they know that uh, one of the things you do is that you're a logo designer, um, and that's one of the things they think of when they think of you. You know, your friends that you grew up with, your friends that aren't uh, designers or aren't in your market, they probably think as of uh, one of the things that make you unique is whatever it is you do for your creativity. But you could also make a list of all the other things that uh, you do that make up who you are. Maybe you write songs. Maybe you play guitar. Maybe you're a skateboarder like Eric is. Uh, what are all the things that maybe you're obsessed with food? Maybe you're a pizza guy, right? Like what are the things that make you you and how do you inject those in to your work. And uh, that's one of the core ways that I think people can bridge that gap between what it's like to meet them and what it's like to uh, engage with their portfolio. And uh, you need to start brewing that in. Thanks, Eric. Go try to do and ask Dr. Pizza by doing a call-in, by signing up to Anchor. Download the Anchor app, and you can press call-in on Andy J. Pizza and leave me a question, and you might be featured in next week's edition of Ask Dr. Pizza. All right, speak to you soon. The audio you just heard was recorded in Anchor. Learn more at anchor.fm.